0: Oh yeah, baby. We're back. It's Friday, August 2nd, 2019. The beat's about to drop, Brad. Are you excited? Give me a high form. Oh, it. felt good. It always does. You've never instructed me to push that button before. Uh, you didn't. Well, everything is Everything's changing today. It's Friday. It feels good. Who's giving you podcasts Thursday and Friday? Nobody but us. Backdoor cover. I'm Micah. That's Brad. Hello. We've got a special guest here, as promised. Andrew Craig joins us. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, Andrew? Oh, nothing, man. Just happy to be here. What what, what division did you fight at?
1: 185 middleweight. I did my last one at 170. Okay. Yeah, the middleweights were too big.
2: Yeah, that's because all of the guys that weigh in there are like monsters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I usually ended up, um, it's a 185 category, and I'd fight at like uh, the day of the fight around 192 maybe. What are you weighing in at right now? Like... Uh, right under 200. Hmm. Yeah. I was just 203 last week. I was feeling kind of soft. So I've been, <laughs> I've been cutting for like three days, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Um, the white claws. It's <laughs> fucking white claws, man. Um, no, the other middleweights, man, they're gigantic. They're yeah, like, they're around dudes. 215. God. Yeah. That's crazy. Come fight time.
0: That's, that's, is that sort of their walking around weight? That's their walking around weight. And, typically and then they now, can add that back. Yeah. In, so you, you know, they get, get hours or whatever. 210,
1: 215 yeah. and can get that weight back on. That's so, a big human being, dude. It's it's really big. Yeah, I got a buddy in town right now who's uh, he was a 185er in the UFC at the same time as me, but he was like the real size, mm. and now he's fighting at two hundred five, which makes more sense. It's much easier on their bodies and just sparring. It's hard them. to lose
0: the weight when you're bigger or when you get older too. That's you have no to do unhealthy right. things to do it, right? Like yeah, to meet weight
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah and, it's, and it's natural too. I mean, boxers always generally go up in weight. There's a long history of that as guys get older. They get older. Yeah, yeah. James Fun Tony. Know. What, are you are you're uh, attempting a, a comeback yourself?
1: I I was yeah I you hope you hit to, a roadblock. I hope to get back there soon enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had like I told you, man. Um, I had scheduled that fight end of May and beginning of May. I got Levato in in town with us, training for about a week. And uh, the very last round of the week, I tore my MCL.
2: Man, that sucks. Rough. Yeah. What I, was that weight going to What That was going to be, were gonna one, be That was going to be 185, okay. which is
1: fine like being my size doing 185 on the regional circuit. It's once you get to the higher levels where guys are cutting more weight.
0: Well, terrific. Yeah, We're glad you're here. We dipper. got big UFC fights this weekend. We've got some other MMA on the horizon. Before we do that, we should uh quickly uh talk about some football and some other things. Of course, check out Mind of Mike. America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Jersey Day, coming this afternoon. As promised, I'm going to watch all the episodes. I think my sister's going to join me. We're really changing things up here on the MWBK network.
2: You're going to put in like three or four more hours of work today?
0: That's something like that. That's a lot of TV. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> we'll be heavy on the fast forward. Jersey Day coming later today. Check out the 365 Things Austin podcast if you live in Austin, if you care about what's going on. Coming Monday, we just released the 10 best pizza restaurants in Austin. You're going to want to listen
2: to that. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. It's an excellent podcast. Hey, let's talk about another excellent podcast. The Buttercut. You yeah. Brad, tell us about uh, the episode that dropped this morning.
2: This week, we dropped The Buttercut. Episode 5, Wyndham Championship, which is this weekend's event. Uh, it is the final event of the regular season in the PGA Tour. So next, starting next week will be uh, the start of the uh, playoffs. Playoffs? playoffs uh, postseason. Oh, so postseason. Sure. Yeah. Pete and I, we talked a little bit about last week's WGC event, talked a little bit about Thorabone getting arrested when he got off the airplane in London, which we covered last night in BC. Yeah, as did well. you hear
0: about this, Andrew?
1: No, tell me. There's please.
0: a, I think he's like a top 50. Uh, yeah golfer
2: he, in the world he's
1: considered elite yeah
0: he was uh, arrested we talked about this on yesterday's backdoor cover in depth with uh titan high and el gars who knows a thing or two about getting fucked up but it's, so what happened was apparently
2: he yeah. flew from london to memphis and played in a tournament last weekend then he flew from memphis back to london and on that flight he took ambien and drank Ooh. and didn't go to sleep and he like lost his mind yeah he,
0: apparently he pulled his cock out and uh peed in the middle of the of the airplane, and he was also groping a flight attendant. So, a, no, a sleeping,
1: woman, a sleeping woman, a sleeping woman passenger. Sorry. Oh wow! Yeah. He he, he petted her. I yeah. remember that was a thing way back uh, in the day. Was you take the Ambien, you stay up purposely? Yeah, you stay yeah. up, you start tripping, mm-hmm.
2: and then yeah. it's like eating bath salts. Apparently, because he's peeing in the floor. Probably so. shouldn't
0: do it on an international flight. Totally That's awesome. probably not the, the the most ideal. So I, he <laughs> was arrested
2: <laughs> as they got off the plane. Like they were oh. waiting for him in in the London airport. We covered that. On last week, last or last or, nights, last uh, nights really. This is
1: like my new favorite golfer.
2: Yeah, he's uh, so the guy who does the show with me. His name's Peter, and he's from Ireland. And he's boys with him. Like when they come into town for like the WGC, the Austin event, the Dell they'll go to like Rio for bottle service with all the the Irish guys or whatever. With so. now
0: major champion Shane Lowry,
2: mm-hmm. he calls him uh the Swedish porn stars, who he calls. Thorborn. The guy who got arrested.
0: Wow. Interesting. Wow. Big shouts for him. So check out the Buttercut. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are 34 days till the NFL kicks off, and that is exciting news.
2: Did you look at what happened last night in the uh, the game?
0: I, I did not. I didn't even think to look at it. Uh, there was a game last night. They the played
2: each like, first string, played like three downs, and that's I it probably. I don't know.
0: The Hall of Fame game was last night. It did end in dramatic fashion, though. Hmm. I don't know if you saw the highlights. Uh, apparently, the Broncos... The Broncos won fourteen to ten for all the gamblers, and the line was three and a half. So,
2: if you're gambling on that, you're insane.
0: Yeah, if you're betting on the, on that on the Hall third of Fame stringers, game, you, yeah, you got a real problem. But they like had a fourth down where they threw an incompletion, but they got a phantom pass interference call. Yeah, and then they converted another fourth down like at the very end of the game where he threw the ball to the end zone, it got tipped up in the air, and then the guy caught it and they won the game. So uh, fourteen to ten. There's the first football. Football game of the year, sort of. Uh, here's where we tease our Patreon that we're looking to launch next week. We want to hear from you. What do you want from us? Uh, do you want betting information? Do you want fantasy information? Do you want just more content? Do you want guests? Do you want access to power plant picks? Because we're trying to bring it all to you. Do you want to come play golf with me and Peter? That's right. Experiences. All of that coming next week. Uh quick college football note. The coaches poll is out. Auburn. or Not Auburn. Clemson comes in as number one for the first time.
2: Wrong, Tigers. But yeah,
0: Clemson. So that's a that's a thing. The coaches poll is mostly the same as the AP, but the coaches show no respect to Missouri. So that's where I stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. The other college football note before we get into uh, some cage fighting is uh, the end of eds edsbs. Every day should be Saturday. Uh, a very famous college football blog that's been going for like fifteen years shut down this week. Wow, uh, I never read it.
2: Okay, well, cool. <laughs> what, what, are you? to uh, you, did you Hall, frequent
0: it? Yeah, Spencer Hall is the dude who like ran, started. I know ran that and, name. He shows up on uh, the ESPN with Scott Van Pelt. Apparently, he's got like a big beard. Yeah, and shows up during football season. He's a very funny guy, uh, and he sort of created a whole ecosystem around college football blogging. And now it's dead, but I think they're starting a new website. We shall see. Did he inspire the Monday? Morning quarterback, or whatever that one is. I don't know. I just remember when I was unemployed. Like, that That was one of like <laughs> when I first got out of college. Right. It was one of like the six websites I would check every morning. Yeah. Before Twitter and things. It's sort of before a the internet evolved. Yeah. Hey, you know what else has evolved? What's that? <laughs> the tools we use to shave our nuts. Mm. Tell me about it. Yeah. Support for backdoor cover comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped. This is my favorite part. Offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's catchy. Yep, that's slick. We, Brad and I, both have uh, the Lawnmower 2.0, their newest uh, nut trimmer. That's literally what they call it. It's uh, they have proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nag or nick or snag your nuts it's
2: waterproof was number cordless.
1: one snagging a lot of nuts I, you know i don't know that's yeah. a good
2: question if they
1: i think they that the market the 2.0.
2: generally trimmers in the market tend to snag well the other ones do i, I
0: yeah. can't talk about manscapes previous products I, I wasn't they weren't paying me to talk about them but they are now but now the 2.0 though it's lit as the kids say uh accents are now a thing of the past as we've always talked about, you should never use the shape, the same trimmer on your face as you are in your, on your balls. It's just nasty. It's gross. Don't be a broke boy.
1: Totally never done that. Them's the
0: rules. Yep. So now you can get 20% off with free shipping with the code BACKDOOR at manscaped.com. You know, they always say a, a good carpenter never blames his tools. A good craftsman always have the right tools for the job, including shaving your balls. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the, pre, with the code BACKDOOR at manscaped.com. .com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code backdoor.
2: They take great care of us, and those are really good products, and we thank them very much for their support and uh highly endorse their products. There you go. Manscaped.com.
1: What promo was code that line one backdoor. more time? The the rhyming the line. The family jewels one.
2: Yeah. Precision tools,
0: precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's good.
1: Hey, let's uh let's talk some
0: cage fighting. Okay. Yeah. Let's do I mean, this. We've man. got a guy here who knows a thing or two about getting a scrap uh one fighting championship or is it one championship fighting just one championship just one now, championship yeah. this is the uh Asian Fighting League that our 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 friend uh Super Sage Northcut is now a part of uh Indeed. based it, out of Singapore although i bet he wishes he wasn't based on the knockout he got the last time ooh uh, he took one yeah uh they had an event that happened earlier today i thought it was friday night but i guess it happened in uh manila, manila. see yeah. this is
2: the problem with it being in Over that far away, happens in random times where you think it's happening Friday night and it's happening Thursday morning. Like
0: I know, I know Turner Sports bought the American rights to this. Are are these free to stream online?
1: Yeah, so uh, one app connects to your Bleacher Report app. Okay, I don't know why you have to go through both of them, but I watch it for free, man. You can watch the replays for free. They're Hmm. dope. Yeah, nice.
2: Well, there
0: there were some fights. Uh, was some I was curious
2: fights. if they would like repackage it and redistribute it, like on a broadcast on primetime or something, like later today. Like, would that be something they would have considered doing? On demand. I mean, you can go online, report. obviously, but I wonder if there'd even be a reason for them to do that. Maybe not. Yeah,
1: I think their their app is like all encompassing, so mm. it's kind of like their whole fight library now as well. So you not can watch cool. it whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So some They're,
0: some names that casual fans may know. We'll start with Eddie Alvarez, who. This is his second fight with one champion. So what
2: we're doing right now is recapping the fights that happened a couple hours ago. That's right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. We okay, were board
0: originally going to preview them. Right. Uh, then I realized yeah. they, they kicked well, they off at like 10 a.m. Some back yeah. to the
2: future shit happened yeah. and now we're now recapping. Yeah. Okay. Something like I'm so with you.
0: Eddie Alvarez uh, won today. Eddie Alvarez lost his first fight with one championship. I remember he was hyped up and did so, did a lot of like promotion. Uh, he showed up on Inside the NBA with Super Sage and then both those dudes got, got uh, beat down their first fights. Uh, But he bounced back today with what has been described as an incredible comeback win, where he appeared to injure his leg, he survives, and then he wins via rear naked choke in the first round. Ooh, that's exciting. Andrew, you saw the fight. Tell us uh, what you saw from from Eddie.
1: Okay, so first of all, we were talking about cage fighting. I just want to reiterate all these fights today were done in a ring.
2: Okay, I apologize. Um, So there's no cage around it?
1: There's no cage today. Gotcha. Um, Is it it an octagon shape, though? No, it's a square ring shape. Okay. I'm I with guess, you now. Not a ring shape, but the shape of a typical ring. Uh, like a <laughs> boxing ring or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Right. Five ropes. A traditional. Kind of cool, so you can kind of do a little more wrestling up against the ropes. Cool. Um, yeah, man. The Eddie Alvarez fight was. So, you, you know, you mentioned he lost his first fight in one. He also lost his first fight in the UFC and his first fight in Bellator and became champion of both those organizations. Wow. That's called a trend. I didn't know that. That's yeah. how you know how to bet now. Exactly. He's it's, coming.
0: Is that what said after the. That that's the kind of speech you give after the fight, just to let everybody know, like I'm a player here. Don't worry about this.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No. I don't think they let him talk though. They say, <laughs> Eddie Alvarez, and then that was it. It's good you know? they don't
0: send Joe Rogan up there or the the Asian Joe Rogan. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to know some guy who who's drinking uh, drinking mushroom tea and on the side, and this guy shows it, up in all black, does
1: it for them. Is not he's he's overly enthusiastic, and they call him Mitch the Dragon. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: That's a that's a real good. Nickname. I respect that nickname.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, so fight starts. Eddie's getting his ass whooped. Just, um, his leg's getting kicked hard, getting punched hard. Um, got hit by a big left hook. And eventually he gets leg kicked and it drops him to the ground. The other guy gets on top to do a ground and pound, try to finish him, and Eddie gets a real slick sweep. Uh, Gets on top and flattens him out and chokes him. Is
2: his strength in grappling and wrestling, or is he a stand-up puncher, kind of like the guy was doing to him?
1: He's known as the the puncher, Hmm. but he's a guy that's been in the sport for so long. Right, he's crafty. Yeah, I mean, he's training with Henzo's team, Ricardo Almeida, some you know really high-level black belts. So, and he's from you know the Northeast, so he's already got this wrestling pedigree as most guys from up there do. Yeah. So, I mean, he's kind of known as that brawler, but um, when he got in that position, he knew what to do.
0: Never underestimate the Underground King. Exactly. It's, it's a great nickname.
1: It is. Yeah, uh,
0: he's he's he is the UGK of MMA.
1: What I'll tell you, man, it is kind of making um some of these guys coming from the UFC look bad because there we go. Um these these Asian fighters are, you know, this guy is I think Filipino. Not a lot of people know him, but they're bad motherfuckers.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, we should talk about Demetrius Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Mighty Mouse, who his this is his second fight at 1 over at 1 And he went the distance today against a guy who no one's ever heard of, basically. Yeah, uh, which is just another point that there's a lot of unknown fighters on that side of the world that are bad dudes. Do you think that
2: it's becoming more and more prevalent for them to be training and coming up and like getting better quality athletes, like as it's getting more known worldwide, or do you think that that's been like just they just don't have as much press over there, and that's why they're unknowns? Like, do you think that there's any truth behind that?
1: I think um, <clears throat> it's hard for those, a lot of those guys to become stars over there and yeah. come over to the UFC and then make a name for themselves. Right. For every Korean zombie or like Yushin Okami that's come to the UFC, mm-hmm. there's dozens of others that have come over here. It's just that, that Asian guy that's on the card and they don't do well and they're kind of forgotten about. Hmm. It's hard to make hard for them to make a name name over here. But I mean, this guy had I think he was his record was like 21 and 10. So I mean, he's got really? over 30 professional fights oh, yeah. going against DJ. Who's got a comparable number of fights? I think DJ is around twenty eight and three. So I mean, yeah, these guys are tough. They know I mean, what they're doing. Demetrius I mean, been...
0: Johnson was a, a champion of the UFC for a long time and was dominant as a champion of of, of that. I've, I always, I always know the numbers, but I always forget the name. Was that featherweight or that was a
1: flyweight? Flyweight. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is how heavy? One twenty five. Okay. Which is now, a,
0: a division that the UFC sort of thinks they're going to get rid of. They always sort of flirt with. And he was a part of the trade for Ben Askren, essentially. Is there a lighter division
2: than that? No, no, that's, that's the lightest.
1: Not for the males, yeah. Um, and now over in one, he's fighting at 135. Oh, okay. However, I they know that. keep the same name. So 135 is considered flyweight over fly there Because they have different weigh-in protocols. You have to weigh in two days in advance, uh, the day of weigh-ins, and maybe not the day of the fight. But for each weigh-in, you have to be on weight and fully hydrated. So if you're on weight, but you're dehydrated you got to go back and try again. How do they test that? I don't know. Like maybe just like pee sticks or something. Yeah. Like
2: how much your, your blood level. I don't know. Oxygen, water in your blood. I don't know. Not a science. Science.
1: I don't know how they do it, but I think it um, creates a more uh, even playing field Mm. to where it's a lot harder for guys to cut a significant amount of weight. And it's definitely safer. If these dudes aren't cutting weight. So you just,
2: the fights canceled if they don't meet. Correct. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any other dudes on this card that we,
2: that we should know or care about. So I was um, looking for
0: names and unfamiliar with most of them. I could pull it up.
2: So while y'all are looking, did the was it the the flyweight the one twenty five that went three rounds to a decision? Correct. Yeah. So one thirty five fly. Is Do they the typically like when they're this like that smaller size? Does that typically indicate less power and less knockouts in your experience? Or like
1: no? It's actually kind of funny, man, because some of these smaller guys yeah. have really um, powerful hands. Like there's a guy uh, who's John Lineker who was previously seen in the UFC fight at 135 and uh-huh. 125 for a while. He and just a knockout. Unlike these other guys, yeah, he would just walk after him, walk after him, <laughs> and sprawl if they shot on him and Interesting. knock him out. Yeah. But um a lot of these guys what you'll find is see I don't recognize any of these names. Oh, and, I know uh Watch Yushino Kami. You know, he's a recognizable mm-hmm. name fought in the UFC fought Anderson twice and he got beat by this guy James Nakashima who trains uh in the states. American dude, yeah. Who I imagine will just made a name for himself by beating Yushin.
2: So, what happens next in this league if they win? Like, does that mean that they're trying to sign another contract in the foreign league, or are they trying to use that as leverage to get into the UFC, or kind of no, how does it work?
1: They're happy over there. Yeah. I think uh, the organization's paying really well. Yeah. Apparently, they treat the fighters. Uh,
2: Sounds like a healthier experience. Like, when you're coming to the fight, you got to be. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's. Um, and a whole thing about Asian martial arts culture hmm. where they um, are more appreciative of like the humble warrior, Respecting in the States you can be Conor McGregor and throw a dolly through a bus and injure a bunch <laughs> of people. And then they use it as marketing for right. the next fight, you know, as a hype. Video. All of a sudden
2: you're more popular than ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you know, zero repercussions. Whereas over in Asia, I think that's a, a reason why a guy like Demetrius Johnson fits in so well over there. Cause he's in for the, um, just for the sport of right. fighting, you know, and, um, and yeah, I think talk. that, he's I think pretty goes, regular
0: dude. I think that goes back to the question you ask about these dudes in Asia that are probably really bad dudes and why they don't break out in the UFC is Dana is always trying to market and make as much money as possible. And some random guy with a hard to pronounce name, unless he's the baddest dude, Dana's going to be quick to cut the guy and move on to somebody else. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think there's, there's something to that, uh, that culture of, of respect Especially in martial arts over there, that it's probably something that these guys like. Yeah, probably treated really well. I know, I know. Sage has has been very happy, like outspoken about how happy he is. He went over there, even though he got knocked the fuck. Did out. he quit ripping
2: apples in half? No,
0: no. He's still doing that. That's tight with a big black eye. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the UFC fights. Uh, okay. There is a card UFC on ESPN Five. Is what it's called.
1: You know what makes me excited about this one? It's in the middle of the day. It is. Yeah. It's oh. like main event is our main card is, I think two 30, maybe well, what day did not is it? I know that it's tomorrow, tomorrow. Afternoon. Yeah. Saturday
0: afternoon, live and free on ESPN, which is
1: weird because a lot of time, if it's like middle of the day, that means it's an overseas fight, right? is just in Jersey. Why so are they doing that? You think I, I guess they're on ESPN schedule. Hmm. I wonder so if maybe, there's some
2: sort of event they want to cover in the evening. Yeah. I don't know. seems like this would be the number one thing on, on television right now, especially with wow. Yeah. Football and stuff that hasn't started. The main
0: card starts at two o'clock Central Time, uh, three o'clock Eastern. So I, I didn't realize that. Didn't give me something to do during the day tomorrow.
1: Yeah, bro, wake up.
0: Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm glad I didn't wake up and just miss the one set my fight calendar today? for seven p.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I already missed fights today. Don't want to be the at one the pool tomorrow.
1: drinking White Claw and forget about the fights tomorrow.
0: I'll be at the pool drinking White Claw and watching the fights on my phone or something. Like uh, that. That's it's a great way to go. All right, tomorrow, live on ESPN from from Newark, New Jersey, of course, Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler is your main event. Colby is a minus uh, two minus 225 favorite, Lawler at plus 180. Uh, let's just start with some storylines. Colby talks a lot of shit. He wears a MAGA hat pretty much everywhere he goes. He has showed up at the White House with Trump and Dana White with handing out belts. He had three girls show up to the weigh-in dressed like hookers. Uh, He's the guy who. How do you dress like a hooker? Like in underwear? Like just really stupid tight dresses Mm. with heels on?
2: Because usually the girls there in bathing suits, right? They're hookers. no, the girls that the are like ring side. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah. These
0: weren't ring card girls. Like he right just no, had I'm these saying chicks he brought his own up.
2: chicks, yeah. and they were more skankily dressed than the girls in the bathing suits. Big time. Yeah, it's, this, he was sending
1: a message, and they didn't look uh, happy to be there either. Oh, no, that's true. They looked <laughs> like it was pictures. a hostage. That's you know, how you know? knew it was
0: a hooker thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some big hooker vibes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Colby is is a real piece of work, and he's been talking a lot of noise. Robbie Lawler, a UFC veteran, a bad man. Uh, Colby is the favorite here.
1: I don't like that. I don't. Do you agree? No, man. Oh. I um. Well, first I read the article that um. Colby's got Trump coming to the show. Uh,
0: yeah, Donald Trump Jr. and Uh-oh. I think the other Trump, okay. uh, Eric right. Trump, are going to sit on the first row. Super, according to according to
1: Colby. <laughs> um. So Colby, he's a shit talker, man. Is it's like there were the other shit talkers like a Chael Sonnen or a Conor McGregor. And it's it comes out so fluidly. And Connor in his case, he was backing it up. Chael, in his case, it was just like hilarious. Yeah. It made everybody laugh. And Articulate got, like you smart with it. Yeah, he got three title shots with it, got to fight Anderson twice and John Jones once. Never won any of them. Marketability. So, so obviously, yeah, they talked Connor's been fights. more successful with it. But Colby, man, it's just not creative enough. It's uh he's he's not slick enough, he's not witty enough to pull it off. He's trying hard. He's trying very hard. Like, he's hard. putting
0: in all the effort. Yeah. Uh, the, the funniest things he's done have been his ads for My Bookie. Have you seen these during football season with last the, year? With, like, the chick. Where on. he starts them out and he's got he, two asses he in has his face. Like two girl, yeah, two asses in his face. Or he's laying in bed next to a chick and he says, Hello, nerds and virgins. <laughs> it's time to pick football games. And then he, like, pulls this. Like, it's, it's, he's like, show him your titties, girl. And it's just so over the top. So he's trying really hard, but he's, you're right. he's not on Chael's level and certainly no one's on Connor's level. Right. Of, I appreciate it, man. Cause it does take, he's balls. trying.
1: It, I mean, to, to, to just turn your persona on into that guy, especially when you talk to his teammates, a Maz Duvall, a Dustin Poirier, all those guys like him because they know the real Colby's this cool huh. dude, but he's totally committed to this character. And, I give him props Living for. The gimmick Does it is. come off
2: as insecurity? Because like sometimes when you talk shit, that doesn't land, and it sounds like you're kind of trying too hard. Like it's almost like this show of you're nervous and worried, so you're like,
1: peacocking. I don't think so because it's not like he's talking shit. Then he's just he's three, he's uh-huh. year round talking shit now, and I think it's coming down from the guys that run American Top Team. Like okay, Colby's making a run, we got to do something. Start talking, yeah, yeah. Start talking, boy. And, start writing checks. Uh, so I appreciate. it. I think it's it can be funny as hell but it can also be like when he's fighting a guy that like that I kind of idolize like a Robbie Lawler right. then I'm like well fuck you Colby you take it a little personally <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm surprised that Colby's a favorite here uh, but I am it, too and all of the, the talk leading into this fight is about how Colby it, it's about his next fight how if he wins he's going to get a title shot right and it, it's just weird to me I
2: what's the weight class
1: they're in one seventy, mm-hmm. and apparently
0: yeah, okay. these guys used to train together. I don't know if they yeah, were teammates uh, or. They...
1: Robbie was an American Top Team. Okay. Colby ended up joining that team. Robbie was kind of a fixture there, but Robbie left, I think, before the Woodley fight.
0: Yeah, and would you say Lawler's probably on the at least the tail end of his career? I would, have, at least but on the, ba- the just, bottom.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's
0: not quite as good as he was a couple years ago. Probably.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was champion. He he beat Johnny Hendricks, or you know. I forgot what happened in their first fight, but they ran it back right away. Beat Carlos, beat Rory McDonald, just had that run. And then, you know, even after Woodley beat him, he came back and he beat guys like Cowboy Cerrone and, and, uh, whoever else. I just, I think he's good to go for this one.
2: So he's 37 years old, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Like what <laughs> is my source of all information? UFC that sounds right. Is, is there like a, a, age that they typically flame out at or can it just be across the board with this or it like kinda, what kinda, do you see
1: it kind of varies for everybody yeah. um if you look at a guy like anderson when he came, first came into the ufc he was probably uh my age maybe a little younger you mm-hmm. know like early 30s and he kept that going till he was close to 40 it wasn't until around then that he started kind of you know lost some of his pop sure uh a lot of because it's like a it's an odd sport where physically you can be gifted and that'll take you a lot of, uh, take you far. Sure. But you need a lot of experience, a lot of time for like years for knowledge to set in and kind of get that fight IQ. I'm
2: just thinking about it. Like fighting is one of the most athletic endeavors in terms of competition that you can participate in and stuff like football, like you're flamed out by 30, 32, 34, unless you're like a quarterback or like you look at basketball, these guys like only people like LeBron James who spent like a million dollars a year on their body, keeping themselves in shape, so that they can play into their thirty fives, thirty sixes. It's just interesting to see that like this is like the one of the most harsh types of like physical activity you could do, and that people are still able to get their careers to go that long. I,
0: th- yeah. I think I look at it like fighters, like quarterbacks, though.
2: Where you do. well, I guess they only fight a couple times a year max, right? right. So like, the, it's like they're playing. Like the, the longer lead.
0: you train, the more little tricks you pick up, the things that you see, like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is sort of like Robbie Lawler. Like he's a guy who's been around a long time. He's been at the top of the mountain. He's probably beyond his physical prime, but Drew Brees walks up to the line and knows exactly what's going to happen and knows where this safety goes. So you can anticipate hits that are coming and all this stuff. Yeah. And I, that's sort of the way that you got to look at it, where there's the, the top guys that are the smartest are going to continue to grow and learn until, until they totally fall off a cliff. Like what happened to Anderson and his skills were all gone. Um, but I mean, like, a, that's, a, a he's Cormier, sort of a tough example, too. Cormier
1: is probably 40 now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when Randy Couture had that run at the title yeah. uh, back in the day, he was, I think, 42, 43. I mean, a lot of these guys, yeah, they're going to continue to get better as the years go on. It's kind of a, a, a tricky thing, though, because as your body fades, you're picking up all this new knowledge and kind of figuring out the game more and more, finding timing, finding little techniques that work here and there.
0: So you like Robbie in this fight?
1: I like Robbie in this fight, man. I don't see Colby's wrestling um, giving him too much trouble considering he's gone against Johnny Hendricks twice who um, was a national champion wrestler whereas Colby, you know, had some, uh, I think, a lot of success in college but I don't think is that level and um, and Robbie's just got too much punching power whereas I don't think Colby will feel as comfortable on the feet with Robbie. I could see maybe the, the takedowns for a little while but I see uh, Robbie um, either like a fast finish or a late finish because you see how he runs out and fights it's not like quite like george Mazdevall, but i mean he gets after it from yeah. the get-go
0: well i'm gonna go with robbie too i i'd like to see colby get beat all the time because uh, <laughs> as a noted liberal cuck as everyone knows but yeah I, it seems weird to me the amount of talk about colby's next fight Uh, Yeah, well, is because he had a lot of posturing. He walks around with a belt and he does all that shit. But
1: yeah, that interim championship. So his next fight is always his goal is unification. Fighting um, Usman.
0: Yeah, and he always talks about how Usman's walking around with a fake belt and he's got the real one. So we'll see. That should I think it's going to be a a fun fight to watch. Uh, The I don't think it's the co-main, but the second. Fight on the card is Jim Miller versus uh, Clay Guida. Guida. Yeah, that's cool. Miller is a one a minus one sixty favorite. Guida one uh plus plus one thirty. So this one's pretty close in Vegas. What do you see happening here?
1: Man, that's a tough one to call. Those two, are two guys two that know what they're doing. Yeah, that I've watched from uh for a long time. Both really cool dudes too. You know, Jim Miller actually he had kind of a, a skid in the UFC for a while. wasn't doing as well. uh You know, he's from the Northeast. I think he's like a Jersey guy, but he's like a hunt outdoorsman he uh had Lyme disease and he was trying to fight competitively with Lyme disease. That's insane. Yeah, and it was really holding him back and he finally like figured out some sort of you know, supplement protocol that kind of got it in check.
2: That's crazy. It's supposed yeah. to be like the most draining, exhausting thing. This guy yeah. in the PGA Jimmy Walker got it a couple of years ago and like he couldn't even perform a golf and it's like this is significantly different like right, you're right, grappling right. with people. Yeah.
1: Brutal, man. But must yeah, be tough he was as hell.
0: Quite a Quite a losing streak at one point. Let's see, Three, probably if he, he was lost fighting four with four fights juice. in a row from 2017 to 2018, but he's won his last, uh, won his last two, and he's back. And He is from New Jersey, so he's the sort of the hometown favorite here for whatever that's worth.
1: Big time, I think uh, Guida's a Chicago guy. I'm having a hard time calling this one, man. Um, Guida's doing a good job. He's out there with Team Alpha Male, training with Danny Castillo, uh, Joey Rodriguez. So I expect his wrestling to be on point. His boxing to be on point. But it's hard to go against a guy like Jim Miller who's on a little bit of streak in his hometown.
0: Both these guys have a ton of fights. Guida is 38, uh, 35 and 15. Miller, 30 and 13. So lots of
2: experience. It says they weigh in at 155, but they just look so big. Like yeah, yeah, It's they're, surprising they're how, gonna, how they can look that size when they're that weight.
1: They'll fight uh, like 170 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Guida has sense. a great
2: nickname, too. The Carpenter. Yeah, that is. He a good was one. an actual that. carpenter.
1: Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, oh, that's that's he worked better. as a carpenter in Chicago. Clay the
0: Carpenter Guida.
1: One of the best things about this fight will be, um, man. I hope they're still doing it. But Clay's got an older brother, Jason Guida, who's got a ton of fights, but just much more lopsided record. Huh. And every time they get to the cage, he slaps the shit out of him. Yes. <laughs> yes, and, and the it's Clay just, get get going. just shakes his head with all his hair going everywhere, and his big his big brother, who by the way fought at heavyweight. Ooh, these are big slaps. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. I'm good. Right before you go to fight somebody, Uh, mm. Chris Cyborg does that too. Does he? And I remember, um, maybe she, yeah, she, she. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm on autopilot here. I knew that.
1: Oh good, but it became an issue because she's a female, and her male boxing coach Jason Perillo would like slap her twice right at the cage, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" So how did it play
2: out? And they stopped doing it.
1: Doing the locker room now.
2: Yeah, uh, out of the public eye. Yep. I mean, it makes sense if, like, the first hit is what shocks you the most and you take your first hit before the f- round starts. Sense, well, there like, was
0: always that dude who played in the NFL that made the the trainer slap him. It was, he was like a giant defensive end. And right before the game, he'd make, like, the five foot three, like, the, difference guy, the to towel me, though, guy just slap him in the face.
2: In fighting, like, every time you get punched, let's say it's like it's wearing you down. In football, like you're hitting people, it's not necessarily like you're taking blows to the face. So, like to take a shot to the dome right nothing before you go you take a up a shot like a shot, slap to the, to the face though. That's I guess because it's open-handed, that makes it yeah. You're like killing damaging
1: your energy level, huh?
2: Yeah. It's not like if you think about like a shield or something. Like every time you take a shot, nothing make you angry. Yeah, I think I think the open that might be open
1: palm about it is just like fuck, so disrespectful. Exactly, you fuck, and then you get after it.
0: So you like Miller here? I'm going Miller, man. I think I'll go with Guida just for the sake of. Being difficult, I like that, and uh, like I said, that, that's a pretty pretty even fight. Uh, other fights on this card, is there anything else that sort of jumps out at you? These are sort of the two the two name uh, fights with name fighters. So I like
1: um, this middleweight fight, Trevin Giles versus uh, Gerald Mish. I don't know how to say like that guy's last name, but I know Gerald trains at um, Duke Rufus's Academy with uh, Tyron Woodley, and in Albuquerque. No, that one is in. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Milwaukee, oh, Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's where uh CM Punk. That's where CM Punk's at. Too.
1: That's where Anthony Pettis is at, yeah. Ben Askren. Um I don't see this guy Gerald. This guy Trevin Giles is a Houston guy. He actually got in the UFC and then had to take like a year off to uh, become a police officer. So I think he's also HPD. That I is never, so fucking awesome. Never trained with him. I heard he's a cool dude. Respect. But um I've watched this Gerald guy fight before. Maybe this time in at uh, Dukes has, you know, made him a better athlete. I just don't think he has what it takes to be the guy like Trevin, who's coming in hot, you know, into the UFC and I think has some size on him. There's
0: a lot of fighters in Texas right now between uh, the dudes in Dallas, Fortis. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, what was the guy that won the one on pay per view the other day? The, the young guy out of Dallas. Um, uh,
1: oh, um, Jeff Neal.
0: Yeah. Jeff Neal, yeah. hands of steel, Neal. Plus, you know, you, of course, you've got, uh, in boxing, you've you've got Errol Spence and there's, well, Errol's Dallas.
1: Um, well, a lot of those guys um, that like the Charlo brothers used to train in Houston with uh, Ronnie Shields, mm-hmm. um, who also trained Tyson. Held pass for me a little bit. Not bragging about it or anything, but just the <laughs> same guy that held pass for Tyson held pass for me. He said I bet it was, you hit it harder than Tyson. Sounds pretty comparable punching power. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, I also like that Scott Holtzman fight at lightweight versus Dong Hyung Ma. Um, I'm not familiar with Dong Hyung Ma. Nor do I know if I said his name right. Sounds but, good, though. But it sounds but like you did it, came it right? off with confidence. It came off yeah. with confidence, didn't it? Yeah.
2: It rolled off the tongue.
1: But uh, Holtzman, man, he's one of our, he's an on it guy. He's um really talented, solid athlete. I think he played like some college football or professional minor league hockey, maybe a combination. Maybe some baseball. I don't okay, know. Okay, cool. Athletic Where's dude. Where's he um, He used to train at the lab in Arizona. But now he's got a kid. He brought it all back home to Tennessee. Okay, got some solid. He used to be a you know big time sparring partner with Ben Henderson. Solid dude, uh, super athletic. I pick him in this one. Uh, He's coming off of a loss to Nick Lentz where he got out uh, grappled, but I still uh, give him give him this one.
2: He's uh, got a twelve and three record.
1: How old is it? Solid record.
2: 35. So it's just weird to see how the disparity between how many fights some of these guys have. Cause, like, usually that indicates like 12 and three seems like a low number, right? Cause sometimes I'll see 28 and 10. And, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, exactly. Well, so for me, I, he's 35. So he's not a, like spring chicken either.
1: No, no. I had a record of nine and four, which is not many fights, 13 fights. A lot of guys have like 50 wins right. and 13 losses, right. you know? But it really depends on, um, like your timing of getting into the into the UFC. Sure. So a lot of these guys. Yeah, there's a, a
0: lot of dudes that have 15, 20 lower level fights before yeah, they get to the UFC. Exactly. I oh, was. In, those I on your record
1: at all. Anything's like previous? No, no, they do. Okay. Um, but you know, twelve and three, he's probably got six fights in the UFC. Mm. So he's been in there since you know before he was at ten wins. I imagine he got into the UFC as an undefeated fighter. Whereas you look at a lot of guys, take like a a mm-hmm. He's fought in almost every organization. Uh, he's done a ton of cause he got started so young the sport wasn't as evolved then. Yeah. There was no room for him in the UFC. So they just stack up tons of fights. My buddy Eve Edwards, same thing. He's fought over in Japan and Bushido, uh Pancras. Well, so they just stack Guida, tons of fights.
0: We just fought for Strike Force, the WEC, King of the Cage, and something called Shuto.
1: Shuto, yeah. That's and he was in...
0: the inaugural Strike Force lightweight champion. I forgot about Strike Force. That's so cool. Yeah. Never take that away. So that's ESPN. Watch it during the middle of the day tomorrow. Don't don't blink and miss it like totally me. kick ass. There you go. So th- you got some betting picks, you got
1: some things going on. Where are you going
2: to watch it Do you watch in a bar? Do you go home? What do you do?
1: Man, I'll probably watch it out of the lake, maybe. Nice. But um
2: claw in hand.
1: Yeah. Bars are sometimes I'm into it and sometimes yeah. I'm not, just because
2: it's a it can be a wild Yeah. I also atmosphere. I like atmosphere.
1: I like hearing my man Joe Rogan yeah. or, or John Annick or whoever's on there. You know, I want to listen to a little bit of the commentary. And usually at bars I can't hear that.
2: Makes sense. The best
0: uh, bar experience I had was uh, when I watched Connor in an Irish bar in New York. Oh, man. And it I was fun. Was everybody exciting. sound, everybody talked like Connor, which was just, it was awesome. They're all fucking Was riled it up. for the
1: New York card, too, or was it a different? No,
0: this was for the second Diaz fight. Okay. And it was a war. It was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I that's s- good spot. Uh Spoiler alert. Our
0: unpopular opinion. I think Diaz might have won that second fight, too. I think he could have taken that fight. I think man. on on Micah's card he did. I wasn't going to say anything there when I was surrounded by a bunch of angry, drunken Irish, <laughs> riled people, up Irishmen. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Mickey Gall is on this
1: card. He's the Shit. other notable. Who's Mickey Gall fighting? Uh, let's see. He, so uh,
0: he's of course from New Jersey. So he's from he's the Jersey. Guy. He bo- suffered a terrible knockout the last time he was on TV, as I recall. He got Seems beat like by named-
1: uh, Diego Sanchez. And then I don't know if he's had a fight since then.
0: He fights someone called, uh, Salem Tuhari, to Who's 10 and three. Gaul is five, two and oh.
1: See, Gall's got so few fights, but he's talented. He's a, believe he's a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he's trained out in LA now with, uh, Joe Schilling, Eve Edwards, bunch of talented dudes. I'd expect Gaul to come back strong and take this one. I think that Diego Sanchez fight kind of threw him off. Um, I think he probably came in there with a little too much confidence. So I imagine he's he's filled some holes. He's and,
0: back home too. He'll have he'll yeah. have a lot of fans there in New Jersey. So uh that's the other guy worth watching. Let's talk some other general MMA news. Uh I'm sure you followed this stuff between Cyborg and Dana White. Uh Cyborg released video of a confrontation they had in the hallway yesterday. I don't yeah, know if you saw this. I watched it. So we talked about it a little bit on what Monday. Did she get it on an iPhone? Yeah, somebody in iPhone did record it.
1: Somebody on her team, I think. Was yeah, recording. like stood behind it. Yeah.
0: So apparently, we talked about it a little bit Monday, but Chris Cyborg uh, dominated uh, some very overmatched chick, Felicia, uh, Felicia Spencer. Spencer. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: so Cyborg got cut in that fight. I, I noticed because I watched that video. Did you see that? Yeah. That was her first, first ever she'd stitches. First time she's ever
0: bled. Or oh, her first stitches. First time to get stitched in her, after life? her
1: fight. In, Crazy. in her entire fight, she's got like Muay Thai fights, she's got tons of MMA fights that just shows how dominant she was.
0: Yeah. And she, she dominated Spencer. Spencer showed a lot by just hanging in there. Sure. Uh, big a big chin and just the, the dominance, but it was like big brother, little brother. Yeah. She, or that was big the one sister. that went to
2: decision that you didn't expect to, right? Yes. Yeah. I
0: expected that one to be a knockout, but she, uh, she thoroughly dominated the, that fight. And as we sort of talked about the, there's not a lot of depth in the upper divisions of, of no. women's UFC. It's, like there's a couple chicks that are that are bad to the bone, and then there's the next level is a big step down, and that's kind of what we saw. Yeah, on, and most on of them Sunday. have
1: fought each other. You know, when you take all the top, like Nunez, um, uh, Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg, most all those females have already fought each other. Yeah, and so now they're all kind of scattering around different weight classes.
0: And it's exactly, and it's, so it's like we've we've seen Cyborg Cyborg uh, Nunez once, and uh, of course after the fight. Cyborg came out in a T-shirt that said "Cyborg Nunez Two Coming 2020" and talked about how she won the fight. And then Dana White apparently the UFC made her take the T-shirt off before she went to the podium. And Dana White came out and said, "Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty clear Cyborg can't fight anymore. She doesn't want tough fights. She doesn't want Nunez. She wants to go to another organization." Wait, so how did
2: the skirmish between her and Dana White play out? That was video well, like, on so, oh, the video so quarter? yeah, so
0: Dana like just said something that was totally different than what Cyborg was saying. And then Cyborg saw him in the hallway and was like, you're lying. Like, I, I've i never said I didn't want that fight. Right. I never said I didn't want competition. And Dana said something like, well, your people are telling... You may Management. said that, but your management's telling me something different, which may or may not be true. I'm
2: envisioning this like a WWE SmackDown video where they're talking shit to each other. Is this? Was it very, like, was it all emotional and dramatic and shit no it didn't seem it uh, seemed rehearsed. It legit didn't, yeah yeah it, it didn't seemed seem genuine. genuine she
1: legit like confronted him and he kind of bent right away it was but like, at the same oh, time oh, i'm like, trying to make these fights i'm he, trying to make that fight yeah and
0: then yeah exactly he's like we'll make the fight we're making the fight right now <laughs> so it was very different than what he told the media that's a hey,
1: point man
2: she if you can scare dana white you did something right? but he relinquished very quick
0: the, she has a long history of having some weird management stuff so it's like i Dana Dana doesn't act this way unless there's a little bit of reason behind it and there's sort of some a bit of a history behind her management doing weird things and asking for things and it took a long time to get her to the UFC to begin with. Yeah. Um What was
1: what what other stuff with her management has happened in the past? I
0: just I, I just remember Dana being very critical of of what her management had asked oh, for okay. and that was the reason that they never came to terms in the first place until fair, fair, until they did. Fair fair wages? Uh, perhaps and it's probably deserved i mean the woman is on another level compared to most other fighters so yeah, absolutely uh we'll see if that happens the video released by cyborg's funny though and she's making the rounds i think she was on chill sonnen's podcast too
1: she seems cool yeah i know she uh got connected with justin wren down there in the congo to uh build some wells oh. which always makes you feel good well that's, that's, what, that's badass yeah. that's
0: what um that's what ariel hawani said on, on Monday or Tuesday, it was like, this is a woman the UFC should be promoting, and yeah. they refuse to. But it's like, she does charity work, she goes to children's hospitals, she's been dominant all over the world, she, she she could be an entree to Brazil, like reach these markets, she speaks two languages, and yet Dana just looks at, like, I. it goes back to marketing, and it's sort of weird, because it's like, you've got to impress that one guy, or you're not getting the push. Yeah, And she's you know, whatever she, she's not a very attractive, traditionally attractive person, I think is a fair way to say it. Uh, she's, she, I, I don't know. And Dana, Dana, you know, she did fail a drug test like eight years ago. A while back. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, who knows? And you
1: never know, like if her management is funky, a lot of time your coaches, your trainers, whatever, Hey, take this, you need this, you need this. This not like a, um,
0: yeah. And, and there's a track record of, of Brazilian fighters sort of failing tests. For things that, you know, that maybe they take over the counter you buy over there. They don't have G GN- you don't just walk right. into GNC and when you live in Brazil. Um, so anyway, that's sort of the news on that. The video is kind of funny.
1: Uh, look for her in another organization she, soon enough. Like her contract's pretty much done. Yeah, it's right? over. In she the just UFC. mostly just so wants she that is, She's fight, a legitimate free agent, but could very well see her in uh, Ryzen or one. I think yeah. the issue with her going over there to Tell Asia Bella, though. I
0: mean Bellator would write a big check for her too. Bellator would be
1: great true, too, yeah. And that's actually maybe more of a possibility just considering um she's already fought for Scott Coker over in Strike Force. But uh yeah, thinking about those Asian organizations now there's usually not females that fight at that weight class.
2: Has she made a lot of money to date? Do you guys know what kind of like checks she's been able to to get before? No, I'm none just of curious that stuff is how public. she's Oh, is that right?
0: Yeah, I, the, they they publicize sort of the win and the win and show money or the win and you know the show and win money. Yeah, but generally Dana anyway always says that's way less than what he pays. That then the top fighters seem to make a lot more than than what's publicly available. Huh.
1: Yeah, especially her last fight against Nunez or two fights ago, which was a pay per view. They're mm-hmm. getting pay per view points, which I'm not sure how well that fight sold or what their points look like. But you but probably make more you know, if, they're, if they're, at the they're top of the or, card
2: yeah. per yeah. subscription or whatever, right?
1: Big time.
0: Uh, let's talk about Connor, just because uh, we, we did an episode last night, and uh, one of the co-hosts was like, you've got to talk about Connor. you got to talk about Connor. What did
2: he ask us to ask? I've forgotten. Now.
0: I, I don't know. I was like, so we're going to talk about UFC. We're going to talk about one championship. He's like, well, talk Connor. Talk Connor.
2: This guy's from <laughs> Ireland, and he said, do you think Connor's coming back or something like that?
1: <laughs> Y'all got to get like a proper 12 sponsorship.
0: That would be, that's the dream. That'd be cool, right?
1: That's What's his 12 Robert, Robert Twelve is his, uh, his whiskey. Ah, yeah. When he, he first released it, there at like a press conference, and uh, he starts to chant, uh, "Fuck the Jameson brothers."
2: Oh, <laughs> that'll that's a uh, that'll get out on the uh, marketing words. waves. Yeah,
0: uh, there's if you just type in Connor, of course there's some news always. Uh, Tyrone Woodley talked to TMZ. Tyron Woodley like has the greatest relationship with
2: TMZ of any athlete. in Wasn't the Wasn't he Dude, world. doing uh, Avion Tequila at like, one point too? Oh no, that was Floyd Mayweather. They were going against each other. Yeah, My yeah, bad. Was, Sorry, I got confused Ford. there. Liquor.
1: So so Woodley is you know he's got like his own he's got a he got a couple singles now. You know his his rap album yeah rap yeah, yeah. career is taking off not great. I'll not just great. say it, yeah. but
0: I'm not, not to his face,
1: but he's doing a lot of shit. You know, he's doing a lot of acting, not just like stunt guy oh, stuff, got some real,
0: some real gigs. I
1: mean, yeah, they're using a lot of these guys, like, um, these fighters, they can, you can throw them in there. Um, but he's been in a couple of big movies. I know that, but, uh, he's got that weekly show on TMZ called the Hollywood Beatdown, where he talks to a TMZ reporter and, um, and just gives him the scoop. This guy is super well plugged in to like the fight community. So most of the stuff he says I take it. He's yeah. had like it's some
2: like role in broadcast journalism like and like all sorts of areas with the acting with the broadcast analyst coverage. You'd think he'd be pretty well spoken. He's a Missouri point.
1: guy. So shouts to him.
2: Oh, it's, that's this guy.
1: Yeah. He, he's a he's a great analyst, too. Yeah. But um I thought that was A lot was, of people
2: don't like
0: him, but I don't know, I I don't know why.
1: Yeah. I think he's He's
0: pretty polished. He's a good good talker. He came out and talked noise on Connor this week.
1: I thought that was a pretty like poignant point like it makes sense you know like uh Connor gets a pass for all this shit whereas uh John John is doing like maybe a little bit less but it's being blown up more.
0: Yeah, this in this in response to the John Jones arrest a week or two ago mm-hmm. or the char- I don't know if he was arrested but whatever the the charge that he choked a He's under suspicion for whatever club. alleged. Yeah. Uh, the second John the quote is some the second John Jones does something I'm defending the fact that we selectively throw people under the bus. Connor has done way worse things than John, and he's glorified and praised as some Scarface of our sport. I'm not going to give him a pass either because it ain't my job to give passes out. All I'm saying is let's get all the details first, but let's not forget there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in our sport that we glorify. Well, he's not. He's not wrong about that. Jones that is. An under John Jones of is still a domestic scumbag. abuse, right? He beat up a strip, or allegedly. And we we don't know. No, this not, was domestic, not domestic, a, but no, uh, I,
1: doing like some some sort of assault. He just Grab,
0: grabbed the coochie at the strip club type uh, thing. Alleged, yeah, and, and ch-
2: put her in a chokehold.
0: It, it, so has Connor done weird. worse
2: things than sexual assault or whatever you call that?
0: There's a lot of rumors. I guess. That's I mean, there was the thing where your he you know, where he's he messed, he, he threw a he chair went, through a bus, yeah. You know, he attacked a bus, and okay, that's not so fighters bad. Mi- well, it was pretty bad because fighters miss their, their next fights, and yeah, some guys got like glass shards in their eyes. Well, and if you're putting it fights. on my
2: personal scale, the sexual assault lands yeah. higher than a bus throw, sure, sure. I, I that's just me.
0: Connor, Connor does. I mean, Connor's also rumored to be in with all these Irish gangsters, and and I mean, who really knows?
1: Can we just say, like, if. John Jones is at a strip club in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I doubt he's just like choking strippers. Yeah, that's the the whole thing seemed. We reason- had this conversation. The accusation yeah.
0: Yeah. seemed reasonable because John Jones is probably kind of a piece of shit. He's demonstrated that to a certain extent, but it was like that he was rude to her or whatever. But then it, the the charge said that he put a stripper in a chokehold, which just doesn't seem likely. I'm I sorry. I feel like
1: he paid for a lap dance and she's impressed he's the world champion and asked him to do like a move on her. Yeah. That,
0: that would be more reasonable, too. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole thing.
2: There was more things weird. in the description, too, that sounded like kind of like, how how is that even possible? It seemed like it was really whatever exaggerated.
0: I mean, let's not act like John Jones isn't the big biggest celebrity in Albuquerque. I, I mean, if John Jones walks into the strip club, every stripper in Albuquerque knows who John Jones is. A six foot six black dude who's the UFC champion. Like that's I mean, Holly Holm may be the biggest celebrity there. If you, if you ever fly to Albuquerque.
1: I spent a couple of weeks with Tim Kennedy training there so oh, okay. trained with John, trained with Tim, trained with Surrounding, oh, wow. trained with all those guys. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you're you go in the airport, like there's Holly Holm shit everywhere. <laughs> there's like a sports bar in there and it's just like all the wall nothing but Holly Holm stuff. Yeah, they threw a fucking parade for her when she beat when she beat Ronda Rousey. Huh.
1: John was funny because like it'd be like Tuesday morning sparring and this is like with the, with you know some of the most solid guys in the sport mm-hmm. and um he's got, you know, whatever giant title fight coming up, Glover, Tech share whatever. And he comes in and he's like talking about how tired he is. Cause he was at the titter on a Monday night, <laughs> strung in, out or whatever in, in Albuquerque, four weeks out from like, you know, world championship title fight.
2: So the way Micah framed it up is that John Jones is widely considered one of the best of all times. Or is that, is that fair, Micah? Like he's my question in, is, do you yeah. think that he in is, he time? And you think yeah. that's an accurate description? Like no, he's got that kind of talent,
1: no doubt about it. And ability. Do, I mean, the, the way he uh, makes guys look bad, man, at w- whatever it is. You know, like he, this last fight, he uh, he fought Tiago uh Tiago Santos, and just like, I'm a kickbox with this guy. This yeah. guy's a kickboxer. So he can, I think he could have beat him in the first two rounds had he decided to take him down and do what he usually does, which is his strongest part of his game. But instead, he just kickboxed with him to prove a point. And I think that's pretty ballsy. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, a, he's a,
0: a bad dude. And we'll see if he gets you know i don't know what's next for him uh there's been talk about him in dc one more time at some point yeah. which i don't really care to see cuz john jones has pretty much whipped him really whipped him the first time and beat him pretty closely the second
1: second time was the head kick i yeah. think right yeah, first time was kick. yeah the decision but jo-
0: i mean i think dc was winning the fight until the the massive kick to the head yeah, yeah. put him down
2: so has there been any sort of like fallout from jones's Arrest or whatever he got. Like, no, the it, only thing we he... talked
0: about was Dana said like I'm numb to this shit show. Yeah, was yeah. Quote. But I think there was no I that's going to fizzle. Yeah. yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- to be clear, like this is. He not, a, have a, fight on the it's not anything, a criminal right? charge. It was a what, what? do you call it when it, it's uh, just someone accuses you? F- not in a. We're criminal
2: not lawyers sense, but, or scientists. You know, whatever. So yeah. Um, Good. Uh, close enough, buddy. Cool. Thanks for helping me on that one. <laughs> you, you, you I couldn't tell you. Not a criminal case, but.
1: Yeah, man, for, for
0: John's next a civil case. Yeah, I believe I believe this charge is like a civil charge. Uh, so for whatever it's worth, so
1: maybe he's got to go to court, and then he'll get another fight. And then and- he
0: didn't show up to court, and they claimed that his <laughs> the letter didn't get to him, and that's why he had to go in. That was kind of the thing. That's why it made the news. Anyway, that's uh, that's your combat sports minute. Anything else oh, going on man. in the world of MMA that we should be uh, be keeping our eyes on?
1: Um, one championship just throwing out, you know, fights almost every weekend. I think in two weeks there's a, uh, this is not mixed martial arts, but um, kickboxing. There's a uh, one championship has been doing a, I think, featherweight Grand Prix for kickboxing. So I think it's like 145ers. And um, they've got some of the best talent in the world over there. A lot of guys left glory championship, went over to one. Hmm. So I think in two weeks there's some really solid kickboxing. And they also are doing more, so. They do multiple sports on the same card, right? So for this card this morning, they've got kickboxing fights. So that they think they're wearing like eight to ten ounce gloves, kickboxing rules. Then they're doing Muay Thai fights with little mixed martial arts gloves on, with the full clinch, the elbows, and all that jazz, Damn. and mixed martial arts fights. So in I think two weeks, really good card coming up for them. Yeah.
0: There you go, good Bleacher Report and the one the
2: one app. Oh, I will yes. say this: whenever we talk about MMA. Micah usually has to make picks against my picks, which are quite uneducated. You came in and really you 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 pulled my weight for me. Thank you.
1: Well, you're welcome. Now let's just let's see how they play out. Let's see how they play out. Yeah, I I might I might be a bit of like an emotional gambler. Like I like this guy. You bet with your heart. Yeah, which you're too close. You
0: know these dudes. Yeah, which is not smart.
1: But uh, oh, we shall see. We'll see. Well, you got a
2: vested interest at least.
0: Hey, Brad. How often do you think about your socks? If you're like me, not that much, but I've recently discovered socks that have changed the way
2: I think about socks forever. These socks are awesome. They're called Bombas. Tell us about your Bombas socks, Brad. So I've got a pair of ankle ones, and then I've got one that's a uh, it's a model off of the Ale- um, Muhammad Ali, I think is the uh, line. They've got like a special Muhammad wow. Ali line. Pretty tight. Really comfortable. Keeping the combat sports You've got Muhammad
1: Ali socks? Uh Uh-huh. That's so dope. I'll show them to you after
2: this
0: this, uh, podcast from Bombas. You must feel like the greatest. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made with super soft natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and cushioned foot bed that's comfy but not too thick. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas look great at the gym, at the office, or out on the town. You can impress the ladies with your socks. Bombas are what feet daydream about.
2: Hey, Micah, I got I got a surprise for you. What's on? I got you a pair of Bombas. Oh, for real? They're in real? the drawer right under your your butt there.
0: Let's see what they look like. Hey, well, did this you know is that, happening live. that every pair of Bombas you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need?
2: Yeah, they do a lot of work in charity. They, they're super generous. It's awesome. The ones you're looking oh, for. Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. Whoa. Damn, Micah's son. a runner, so I got him uh, oh, these some jogging tight. socks. Red, white. Oh, red, yellow, and blue. I love it. Those are sharp socks. Yeah, these are called uh, Sock Tech. They I put probably a lot want not wear R&D. shoes,
1: to be honest. Uh, I might just quit. I, might I would just, just quit. S- slide around on the wood floor.
2: I've also got one of their t-shirts. It's super soft, really nice quality.
0: Hey, we'll buy your Bombas at Bombas.com slash backdoor today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas, dot scom slash backdoor you can really upgrade for your life with socks.
2: Socks are important, man. Oh, yeah. Brad is Brad's the comfort. biggest
0: sock kind of sore guy I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not big gonna on name, socks, so for me to endorse this, I'm and I am happily endorsing. I'm not going to name uh,
0: the competitors here, but Brad's been a, an expensive sock guy I've for dabbled. a long time. I've dabbled. You don't even have to spend much money. You save twenty percent at Bombas.com/slash backdoor. That free
2: shipping is clutch too.
0: All right, let's. Uh, we got just a couple more stories since since Andrew uh, is a, a professional fighter. Or we least, don't let you leave.
1: What you got, man?
0: Well, let's talk pro wrestling for a minute. Let's do
1: that, dude. You know I'm a really big pro wrestling fan, right? I did not know this. I'm not. Did you I'm hit... Just, no, okay, it's just, I just, okay, I just say okay, Because
2: okay, Micah did a great podcast about pro wrestling. Yeah, we
0: did a WrestleMania podcast with uh, Dion Siconi. Dude, I'm,
1: I'm you and, know, like I said, I'm going back to the catalog. I'm listening to a lot of stuff. Oh, it's still available on listens, on Mind man. of Micah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like the 20-minute format. Dude, I'm big into it. I just listened to like a 9 minute or with uh, a couple of y'all. yeah. all Yeah, I
0: need, I need to get back to the shorter but, ones. Um, the quick hits are good.
1: The Yeah, wrestling, never been into it, but let's talk it.
0: Well, Harley Race. Dead at oh, 76. I saw that. Are you
1: familiar with Harley Race? I'm not, but he, I've seen all the pictures well, now. Let me, he let looks me tell you totally a little awesome.
0: Yeah, he had dope curly hair. Yeah. What was he his was wrestling name? Harley Race. Oh, that was his I don't know if name. that was his real name or or not. Regarded as one of the top wrestling champions ever. Race was the first NWA United States heavyweight champion and a record-setting world champion, holding the WWA World Heavyweight Championship once, the NWA World Championship twice, or then a Record eight times. Wow. He competed as King Harley Race in the WWF after winning the 1986 King of the Ring. He was inducted into the WCW Hall of Fame in 1994, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 96, and the WWE Hall of Fame in 20- 2004. Oh, this happened super a, recent. This is guy's yesterday. a real legend. How did yeah. he die? Uh, he, uh, I, it's unclear. There 76 were 76 is
1: a pretty good run for a guy that was in that business rick yeah, flair healthy, apparently lifestyle. rick
0: flair had tweeted out that he had had some sort of cancer and then his family was like no he didn't rick stop talking rick you can't you can't nuzzle rick flair everybody knows that. we met rick flair yeah we met rick he flair came once. to the office oh, one wow. time yeah he was not very interesting uh to us he did he was very interested in uh tasha our uh one of our, our photographer who was there who was like he, it was it was pretty creepy. He and didn't want
1: to, he did want to kick it with the bros at all. He just, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, he was
0: not looking to kick it with the bros. Uh, but shouts to Ric Flair, too. Harley Race dead at 76. All right, so here's a story. I, we teased this on yesterday's podcast as well. It's about headbutting.
1: Okay, yeah. You oh, ever hit no, a headbutt on somebody? The World Lethway Championship. Have you heard of that? No, league? uh, WLC. So Lethway. If you, you know Muay Thai is. I uh, hate to interrupt you, but oh, I just ahead, feel like I got to put this out there. Muay Thai is considered the art of eight limbs. Hmm. Boxing is sweet science. MMA could be human chess. Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs because you got shins, knees, elbows, hands. Lethwei is uh, from Myanmar. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah that's close. Something like that. Myanmar. Um, Burm is Burmese. Burmese I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the art of nine limbs. You know what that last one is? Head dome, headbutt, oh, baby. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if Ralph
2: can headbutt. He's he's Bernese. Yeah,
0: thing. he's a Bernese Mountain dog. Half. <laughs> I bet he he's hit me in the head. He's before. got a giant dome. Wow. Well, let's let's get to this headbutting story. An El Paso school district has suspended its superintendent after San Antonio police reported he was inebriated at a Whataburger when he headbutted another school superintendent. The school board for Yesla Independent School District on Tuesday suspended Superintendent Xavier De La Torre for three days without pay for not promptly telling the board about the June altercation. A police report said he appeared to be intoxicated and headbutted the superintendent of Soraco Independent School District, which covers most of El Paso County, De La, Rosa or De La Torre, sorry, who earns nearly $314,000 a year. Holy in a shit. statement last week, denied he was the aggressor and said he didn't headbutt anyone.
1: Wait, uh, what's De La Torre's position?
0: He's the superintendent of a school district in El Paso. So, and he he headbutted another, another superintendent, superintendent
2: in El Paso
1: in San
0: Waterbury. Antonio. So oh, I know how this works. At Waterbury, because at a San Antonio
2: Waterberg. In high school, we used to meet Austin High in the Taco Cabana parking lot to headbutt each other. Yeah. So this this these people well, I, are still doing I've it. I've got in there.
0: A, a great drunken water burger headbutting story but i wanted to get to you first andrew have you thrown headbutts? do you have any headbutting stories have you seen have you one in a fight have you been
1: headbutted? <sighs> we accidentally or on clashed purpose? heads yeah on accident because you you know throwing a couple punches or shooting while somebody's throwing a punch and i've gotten stitches from that but no it's not part of my arsenal um haven't thought about it uh but, i don't want to be hit by one i think it's <laughs> if you if that's if that's the first thing you throw on somebody that's cheap man because a lot of time you get face to face with somebody like when you're talking shit right yeah well, that's why i say everybody's ever talking shit i put my arm out i don't
2: yeah you're not letting him talk get close. shit from far away yeah
1: that's cool but don't get close to me
2: don't spit on me and don't headbutt me
1: yeah and more than likely if you're close enough to be talking shit to me you can headbutt me yeah. or just spit on me too i don't want either of those things maybe happening. even bite
2: you who knows yeah both are disrespectful yeah
1: exactly how about so... the
0: superintendent making 314 grand a year
1: in el paso and just got no suspended... not in
0: san antonio right no, no. in el paso the the headbutt only, happened at a conference in San Antonio. Only suspended three
1: days. Three days. <laughs> yeah, but people get so, lit
2: on when they're on conference. That's just how it works.
0: No, I mean, I, I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How does the school board only suspend him three days without pay? If you're making three hundred fourteen grand, that's like, like if I mean, that's just not very much. I mean, I'm just he only works like six
2: months a year, right? Because they got the summertime off.
0: Well, apparently he goes to conferences during the summertime and gets... And he twisted. practices his,
2: yeah. his ninth limb or whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> I just like that this you know dude from the superintendent from El Paso goes to a conference, probably brought out with these other superintendents, probably you know, bullshitting they had a big night on the river walk, go to Whataburger for some late night. The devil cheeseburger, whatever. Dude cuts in front of him or whatever, takes the number that he likes. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he head butted that motherfucker. So
0: we have a, a Whataburger headbutting story. Uh my friend Neil is uh, a big part of this one. Go ahead. Do you know this story? I vaguely remember it was remember on spring it. break. Been so many of this point. I, okay, I will. I will say I was not there when okay. this happened. This was at spring break at South Padre. I was there. Well, we were there, but we weren't there the night in question. Oh, I see what you're saying. Brad and I went, but these guys were there. They were, you know, spring break at South Padre. It's the the big. It's the thing. It's complete mania. So one night they're super hammered, as you might imagine, and uh, it's Neil and. Tommy and somebody, uh, uh, our, uh Andrew. Uh, I yeah. yeah, yeah, he was there too. And there might have been one more. I, I forget if Bert was there or not, whatever the case may be. There's four of them. Four bozos. And they're hanging out and they've got a couple chicks with them. I don't think they were like dating these chicks, but you know, spring break chicks. They're hanging out and want to go to Whataburger. So they're there and these three dudes like roll up and are just like talking the most shit on, on our friends. And at first they were like, Oh, well, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I, like he, they said they were talking shit, but they were so good at it that they weren't even mad. Because our friend Neil is known for having a square head. We used to call him uh, Box Boxhead, box head. head. Like, it, it's just the way his head is.
2: He just go by Box a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah,
0: and this dude like was like making fun. He's like, you look like a fucking big boxhead freak, and like talking shit to him. And they're like, okay. But then they said something about the chicks they were with, even though these girls they weren't serious with them or anything. And Tommy had to defend, their, had to defend off the handle. their honor. Tommy looked at him yeah, and said,
2: "He didn't put up with that." Shit. Tommy said, "We have like <laughs> you have disgraced my honor."
0: No, like they, he he said that. Tommy... like they were joking around, like just ignoring these dudes, and then they did these things about these chicks. And Tommy said, or Neil said that Tommy looked at him right in the eyes. We must defend their honor. <laughs> and like just got serious, a heart attack like overnight. And then Neil proceeded to walk up to the guy and go. Oh yeah, I got a big box head, huh? Huh, bro? And like they got face to face. Neil hit him with the headbutt. The dude just started pouring blood out of his nose, like they said, like a faucet went off in the water burger. And oh, it was uh, Ricky Bobby said that he just got his water burger double and was like, "I'm just gonna eat." Like (laughs) he went sat down. The 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 fight spills out to the parking lot, uh, (laughs) and like our dudes ended up on top. You know, these other guys like. All of a sudden, like a suburban pulled up with like three of their friends jumped out, and they're like, Oh, we're gonna, this is about to become a war. And somehow it, it de escalated.
2: I remember this now because I'm partially responsible for their behavior. Because this was a trip where I started doing um, half uh, natural light, half uh, Jagermeister. Oh Jesus, my God. remember we were doing that? We were doing it that day. Yeah, you're in, calling uh, it Jesus juice. Yeah, Well, it's not very PC. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I fed so they them got those lit. guys and, and they went and headbutted people. And
0: then the, the story goes as they're walking back, you know, the high that you get after winning a fight, uh, you know, there's that the adrenaline, endorphins, that, the endorphins. Yeah. They're walking back and like their clothes are ripped and there's blood on my buddy's hand, you know, whatever. A cop pulls up and goes, were you guys a part of a fight just now? Or like, I got a call that there's a fight at Waterburger. Do you guys know anything? And they're like, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like one of them was holding a Whataburger cup <laughs> and they've, they've got a ripped shirt. He's like, no. And they're like, fuck, we're going to jail. And the guy's like, okay. And he Hacking just drove off and oh, they just dear. had like another burst of adrenaline. They're high-fiving and God. hugging and shit. Yeah, it's just... Uh, so every time I think about a, a headbutt at, at Whataburger, I think about Neil, of course. Dude, so it's they did
1: their honor. They came out on top and it probably went pretty well.
0: Yeah, I don't think they ever talked to the chicks again, but they uh, it was still worth it. So okay. what's up, bro? Boom, headbutt. <laughs> With a giant box, and I think I think there was a right hand afterwards too, so that's where the nose bleed came from. Like that a lot. I mean, that's what I imagine
1: happens. Like as soon as you headbutt somebody around their nose, is it explodes. That's why you don't let them get close. Uh -uh. That's
2: That's good
0: advice, kids. You know, we should talk bar fights for just a minute. I've watched a lot of the boss root and bar fight videos (laughs) on YouTube, and and I would highly encourage everyone to do so. But the big and this is something I've told my fiance: the biggest weapon you have in a bar fight, if especially if you're overmanned, is the kick to the nuts. If 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 it's a life and death situation, if a guy's got a knife, or like you you're outnumbered, or like you're in a bad place, and some dude's gonna fight you, just kick him in the fucking nuts.
1: Are you promoting Krav Maga? Uh,
0: no, but I, maybe maybe we'll start.
1: <laughs> Boss has you know he's been down here a couple times for seminars, and he's really funny. He he just got bullshit for days. Oh yeah, El Wapo's so amazing. He was talking about a, a bar fight he was in in Amsterdam where um this guy like you know said something to his wife. So boss goes up to him. This guy's got a chick on either side of him at the bar, like arms over him. Boss says something. This guy like shoes the chicks away and um, picks up a bar stool to hit boss with it. And as soon as he raises above his head, boss like slams like a right hand to his body. The guy drops to a knee and then boss knees him in the face. And he says he went back to the bar like years later and there's still a chip in the wood from where his (laughs) knee hit his face to a hit of the bar. And then so he just gets done telling this epic tale. And then there's like, Five seconds of I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. And then Boss just goes, oh, and yeah, this other time in Tokyo. And he starts talking about this other bar fight. You're like, that's so And he's funny. so animated, too. He's like, bing, yeah. bang, boom, when he, told, he does so the so strikes. So this was too. like
2: last fall, maybe, you went to. That was January. Was yeah, it I January? To, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I remember he, you showed me all the grandma. videos. You were very excited that he was coming to town. I was.
0: No one else seemed to care. I, I was like, who uh, are you even uh, talking uh, about? My fight fam, but. He's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, watch the Boss Rootin' video. Maybe we'll put some up on our Instagram, because. So there's funny. a lot of the footage out there. In the bar fights are the, and they're from like 1992, and they're just hilarious. Uh, hey, one more thing. Let's talk video games. You're, you're a big gamer, right, Andrew? Big time. Halo? Uh, sure. Is, is that around? That's, okay. little, that's the last game I played, game? yeah. Uh, there's a big news. Uh, Fortnite superstar Tyler Ninja Blevins has left Twitch and is taking his video game live streams to Microsoft's Mixer platform. A stunning Switch, which could have Wide-ranging consequences for the
1: rapidly growing industry.
0: That kid
2: has insane reach. Ninja had 14
0: million subscribers.
1: Yeah, on
2: see,
1: is I, he the uh, the kid that just won like that three million? No, he's, he's not the guy tournament. who won three million. Oh, okay, but so he's this the guy got real like,
2: famous, and he's always like on the sidelines at NBA games with the bleach blonde. He's got like blue hair. Oh, and shit. Really? Yeah, he's always got different colors. But hair. like
0: they he they show him on the jumbotron, and like 14 year old girls like scream sort of. <laughs> but like nobody else knows who he is, and so the only thing you do is like the Fortnite dance. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone's awkward on the Jumbotron, but...
1: Lots of dabbing, lots of flossing. I,
0: I didn't know his name was Tyler Blevins. No wonder he goes by Ninja. Ninja is, is a way cooler name than Tyler Blevins.
2: Ninja's cooler than pretty much anything, so...
1: Dude, um, the whole Twitch phenomena is really interesting. You know, one of the reasons uh, why on it got with Demetrius Johnson is because he's also got a huge reach on Twitch and YouTube, people watching him play video games, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, whereas, whereas Ninja's got millions of followers, but we had DJ in uh, to do like a little uh, Twitch live stream. Hmm. I couldn't imagine. I can't like, I don't comprehend the amount of people that tune in to watch somebody play a video game against somebody else. Yeah. All I can think about is when we were young, just waiting like, like impatiently, anxiously for somebody to die. So you could get the controller. Get in. Right. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about watching. Uh, Yeah. I don't
2: care. It's interesting. Like, especially in like advertising and marketing, YouTube is apparently like the wave of the future, like because of how much of a stranglehold they have, like in reaching people that are like children, basically up to like 12 years old. And apparently they think that those behaviors are going to transition into their adulthood where they'll use YouTube and their platforms or whatever. As, I also uh,
0: have a friend of mine who did, or a guy I know who did, uh, uh, lives, like did Twitch live stream gaming stuff for a, a big brand, uh, a big media company. I won't name them. Uh, And he did it for three years, and they were getting like millions of streams, and they shut it down because he was like, "None of this is real." Like these streams, like there may be numbers, but there's no actual. Oh, you think people were not actually? He wasn't sure that anyone was actually like bots or something. And they had made no money on it, and Mm. he was like, "I don't think any of it's worth anything." I mean, there's Uh, children who like
2: review toys and make like, well, yeah, that YouTube stuff is different, but
0: the streaming numbers in particular, like. They're very questionable about the way that they're they're quoted, but Interesting. for whatever it's worth, I'm glad we, you know, we're all marketing people, so it was worth worth discussing. I hope
2: we aren't holding you up from working or doing things. We've got you here for an hour and a half talking MMA.
0: That's an hour it's and cool. hour ten. We're yeah. and we're done now. You've hey, been very generous with your time. Thank you so yeah, we much. Have, Dude, yeah, anytime. we have that a we have a hotline. Call it 6344 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Things have been getting out of hand on this hotline recently, and we love it. So It is a hostile hotline. Up. Yeah, there were there was somebody who called the other day and just said, this is a confrontational voicemail, and then went at another caller. It's it's turned it's into the, like the uh, Jim Rome show. You'll gets. have
1: the own uh, a whole extra episode for voicemails?
0: We're, we're not getting that many. We're working okay. our way there. But we're trying. Right. We're playing them all. If you call the number, 800-392-6344, you will hear it That's awesome. on the show. Uh, follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. We'll keep the White Claw memes going. Andrew, where can people follow you on the socials?
1: Um, so I've got that really good you know, social stuff where I've got different names for Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so don't worry about it. But Andy B. Craig. I've said this, but I don't know why it's Andy. It just... <laughs> No one has ever yeah. called you Andy. Before. No. People do now just because they meet me on like from social Instagram. media Because they see you more times Andy, Andy and it, Andy than it they It see. bothers the shit out of me. <laughs> Maybe it's time to change that.
2: <laughs> don't call him Andy, okay? And then
1: I finally got back on my uh, tweet game a little bit, man. I forgot how great Twitter is. Still the ha- goat. I've been having a good time on there. Yeah, and that's, a, that's a highlight, Craig. But I don't have anything interesting to say. so I don't worry about it. Okay. Just repost. That's good. Yeah, to dad's Distributing owner. information.
0: <laughs> Somebody's got to do that. Uh, Brad, where can people follow you? Let's get out of here. Check
2: out my Buttercut podcast uh, feed at the Buttercut podcast. If
0: if you're interested in golf, check out the Buttercut. Check out Mind of Mind. Jersey coming later today. That's it, and that's all. That's it. We're back next week. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We will be back next week.
3: Mm, Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening.